You are listening to Spilling the Tea, a real estate podcast with Christy Macero and Sheila Maycheck. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Spilling the Tea, a real estate podcast with your hosts, myself, Christy, and Sheila Maycheck. Hello. Today, Spilling the Tea with us is amazing property manager, Kyle Grant, and Christy's close friend and old tenant, Eliza. Hi. All right. So, guys, we're going to talk about rental properties today. There's so many rental properties around, especially in Langley and Surrey. Everything from one-bed condos to houses with four kitchens. It's a lot. And there's no shortage of people looking to rent, and prices go up accordingly every Mm -hmm. single year. Supply and demand. Price-wise, legislated rental increase guidelines come out once a year. And and this pretty much uh, signifies the amount that a landlord can increase the rent and it's regulated by the government. So we don't quite have like rent control like you can see in New York. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's coming down the line. I don't know. There's a lot of talk these days. Yeah. But at the time of this recording, there is no such thing as rent control. Just the just a couple percents that we get every year. So this amount usually is updated in August and September. There's no real date. It, it's my understanding, Kyle, you were telling me that last year, which was 2022, it came out a little bit late. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, so it tells the public, it sets the tone for how much one's allowed to increase. And a lot of people go by this because they have rental properties, including myself. I'm of the opinion that you maybe charge a little bit less and you get a really good quality renter. Okay. Rather than, rather than doing the, the maximum and having, you know, a few people that can afford it, you want to go a little bit under and get a wider selection of people to choose from. Hmm. But not everyone does it like that. And nothing quite sours a relationship between a tenant and a landlord, like selling the property while the tenant's living inside. I can see that. (laughs) I'm very fortunate. Every one of my tenants have been absolutely amazing. I've been so lucky. And Eliza here, she is an extremely close friend of mine. And I can't imagine my life without her. That's how close we got. We didn't even lock the door in between the units. uh, Because, you know, I'd have her up for coffee. Yeah. And I miss that. Yeah. (laughs) So No stranger danger. No stranger danger there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, as a realtor, we run into uh, uh, we run into rental properties all the time. We run yeah. into tenants all the time because people do have to buy and sell properties while people are living in them, unfortunately. And generally, our interactions are pretty good, but sometimes they can also be very hard. And that's what mm-hmm. we're going to be discussing today. Before we get into all that speed tilling, speed speed tilling, speed tilling, speed tilling, tea spilling, <laughs> um, <laughs> Sheila, have you rented before? Yeah, I've actually rented a few different places, one of them being a what we call forced housing in the Arctic, which was work-provided housing um, for my husband's job up there. Uh, rented a basement in Kelowna and a basement suite here in Langley. All right. And would you ever consenti- consider renting again now that you've done it once? Would you do it again? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, in our first home down here, we had a basement suite, and we ended up renting to someone who we knew through a work grapevine. Nice. Excellent tenants. Would definitely have them again. Awesome. Yeah. So I've got a story to share with you guys before we kind of get into it. And Kyle, you're going to look at me with disapproving eyes, I'm sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we had a situation where we had a subject removal, and it was on the last day of the month. And we also had to have notice served to the tenant mm-hmm. to make sure that they got out. 
So I've got a very small window of time. And we actually had subject removal done at about five o'clock that day. And so we needed, we needed notice to be delivered mm -hmm. to the tenant to say, hey, you got to get out. So it's five o'clock. I'm running out of time because by midnight, right? So I contact the property manager expecting that they've been notified because the property did have a property manager. And they said, I'm in Chilliwack. I'm not driving out to do that. Sorry. Which is completely understandable. We're like, okay, that the property was, was over here closer to Langley. Right. So mm -hmm. now we would be in breach if we weren't able to serve this notice and we wouldn't be able to evict on time and it would have been like a whole thing. And yeah. I guess I guess it is evicting, but it is notice to occupy because the new people were going to come in and, and take uh, possession. And, and that, it happens. So getting this notice from the property manager, I was like, okay, so you're not going to come what am I going to do? And she goes, I'll walk you through the paperwork. Get over there. Walk me through, please. Yes. And I'm on the phone to my managing broker and I'm like, ah, I put myself in a pickle because I really mm -hmm. did. And I was like sweating. I called Sheila and I, it's yeah. the only time I've ever demanded that she work. I'm like, I'm coming to get you. Get in the car now. Yeah. And I'm she's pulling like, up. And she's like, okay. And I'm like, we got to go serve notice to these tenants right now. These tenants, very lovely people, a little yes. rough around the edges, but they're very nice. So we get into this townhouse complex and we park and I'm flying out of the car. Like I'm shocked I even put it into park and had yeah. my, my brake on <laughs> and I go flying out the side door and I, and Sheila, I'm like leaving her in the window. I'm like, Sheila, cause I yeah. needed a witness. Right. So I'm like, Sheila, get like, come on, let's go. And I'm like, you know, running down the walkway. And thankfully I saw them outside. Cause if they had left, like what were my options? I would have, yeah. because well, at that oh. point, had we left it on the door, correct me if I'm wrong, but it wouldn't have been deemed notice until three days later yeah 100%. that's why there was such a critical time crunch <laughs> to meet these people while they were there i had hours and i was running out of daylight it was yeah. it was bad you, and were, you were lucky that they were home i was oh. so lucky and they were outside so they couldn't even have they didn't even have to like pretend they weren't home or anything yeah um so i i ended up um ended up getting there and i had the papers and i was like guys i said the property manager couldn't be here, but I'm here to let you know that the new owners are going to be taking possession in 60 days. It is a full 60 days. Mm -hmm. And of course the mom was there and she's like, I know my rights. I know my rights. And I was like, okay, I understand. I'm not the bad guy here. This is like, this is legislation, right? Your MLA, if you don't like, like I'm trying to just, you know, write the residential tenancy branch. She goes, you can't do this. And I'm like, I'm not doing anything. I'm just the messenger. <laughs> yeah. So I go and I go to give her the piece of paper. So I literally hold out my hand and I've got the piece of paper on the other end of it. And uh, she's, she looks at her daughter. She's like, don't take that. Don't take that. And I'm like, okay. So I just put it down on the ground. I took a photo of it and, and the address and the person with a timestamp just so that we all knew what was going to happen. But, oh my goodness. And they, they ended up moving. There wasn't an issue. It was just the mm -hmm. initial shock of being like, surprise, you have to get out, which yeah. didn't expect it. They should, yeah. they should have. Cause we had those conversations, but yeah, but they knew the property was listed. They yes. accommodated showings mm -hmm. for us. Yes. But, um, they knew there was an accepted offer. Yeah. Home inspection had been done everything. So it was something that was coming. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a lot of emotional kind of confrontation, but at the end of the day, everybody. Which every, Sheila doesn't love. No, <laughs> Sheila does not love. So I would just, I needed her there to witness it all yeah. go down. But Kyle, I'm sure, I'm sure that story completely makes you cringe a little, doesn't it? It, it definitely <laughs> could have been done a little bit better. Um, yeah. yeah. And you were absolutely extremely lucky that they were home because yeah. that could have gone wrong for you in so many ways. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like the real estate gods threw me a bone that day. They, <laughs> they really did. Uh, that's all, all I'm thinking in my head is is how lucky you were that they were home because yeah. otherwise you would have been delaying a, 
a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it would have been it would have been horrible. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So Kyle, let's get into you. How long have you been a property manager for? I have been a property manager now for three years, full time for two. Awesome. Excellent. Yeah. And why property management and not real estate trading services? Well, Christy, I hate myself. <laughs> um, aside from that, uh, my, my skills shine through a little bit better. I'm all about long-term relationships and, and I've been a renter before and I've seen the good and bad side of both of it. So yeah. uh, I feel I'm able to provide better service for both people there, even though you don't have agency with the tenant, it still helps that things can go smoother for everybody involved. Right. Yeah. Okay. So you've been there, you want to see it done better. You want to put good things out into the world. Yeah. I love that. Um, what's your favorite part of property management? Um, actually, uh, just uh, after this, I'm going to go show a bunch of tenants. I'll be meeting about 15 people today and some will be great. Some won't. And right. it's, it's going through the the measures of trying to protect our client. Well, well, giving these people a great home, we've got a, a great unit that's pet friendly and the rent's a little bit cheaper. So nice. very cool. That's awesome. Somebody's going to get a good home. You're like a little property matchmaker. Yeah. 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 It's so, so cute. Like a blind date, how many people... <laughs> <laughs> like a blind date, how many people who say they're going to come don't end up actually coming? 80%. 80%. Wow. Yep. Yep. So guys, if you're looking for a rental, um, you know, you stand a good chance if you show up. It's the first step. Yeah, wow. That's, yeah. that's surprising that's a, considering yeah. just, you know the rental market right now, how many people are looking for homes yeah. and there's not a lot out there. It's a high percentage. I didn't expect that. Yeah. Well, we, no. had, we had one house uh, last summer. It was a development property. The tenants are still there. Mm-hmm. Four bedroom detached house. We gave it for 2,500 bucks on an acreage wow. because it's a development property. We had 180 inquiries in two days. We invited 130 people to come see it and five showed up. <gasps> Okay. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> that sucks. And we Shocked. spent the time answering the inquiries. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a lot of work for, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess you just have to place one family, but at the end of the day, you're yeah. contacting 150 people or so. Yeah. Copy and paste. Co- okay. <laughs> <laughs> Templated emails. I just got it dialed in. Yeah. Um, what's the best and most important way you help your clients? Uh, properly screening tenants and setting uh, setting expectations from the get-go. Very cool. Yeah. I love right. that. I love that so much. I didn't, I wasn't sure about property managers in my head. I'm like, well, can't people just do that by themselves? But then I've kind of seen a few things. It's like, oh. I'm jaded now. So um, <laughs> I always tell everyone, hire a property manager. I forward mm-hmm. on Kyle's information. If I uh, get my uh, other properties up and running and rent them out, Kyle will be my first call because he does, he does everything that we would want somebody to do in that position. Mm-hmm. Um, so I ended up meeting Eliza uh, because she was actually my tenant and it was a mutual relationship that a friendship that brought us together and I didn't know her at all. And I was so excited when I met her because, you know, it's like a two-way interview. I'm like, oh my God, I hope she picks here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sitting there thinking the same thing. (laughs) Little did they know we were destined to be together. Um, Eliza, how long were you a tenant for? Almost five years. Five years. Oh man. We miss her every day. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just going to throw that out there. Yeah. Um, How many places have you rented? Because it wasn't, I don't think it was, I wasn't your first, right? No, I think I think I've done three before we bought our home. Right. Yeah. Okay. And did you ever have that stranger danger kind of other than me, of course, but again, loose connection. Uh, your first yeah. two rentals, did you know the people you were renting from or was it like total stranger? The f- very first property that I moved into was total stranger. Uh, it was a couple and it was like a very new building. It was an apartment. It was really nice. Rent nice. was good. Um, 
we had a good experience there. Uh, we just had to leave because the couple had to sell because they were splitting oh. up. Oh, so, uh, yeah. yeah, not all yeah. sales are happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tune into one of our other episodes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we got lots of content on that. Yeah. Um, okay, so part of this is uh, coming up with these scenarios that we're going to put in front of you. I want you to pretend that you didn't have this amazing time with me. Okay, pretend it's somebody else, somebody else that's that is your landlord. Okay, okay. so you're a tenant. You got the tenant mindset. Um, you're a tenant of a home up for sale, kind of like the one that you were in before. Mm-hmm. But say they never told you it was going up for sale until yeah. a sign's installed out on the front yard, because this is how some tenants yeah. find out, which is really unfortunate, and showings are going to be booked inside your suite. You don't want to move. So your friend says to you, hey, hey, I got girl. Some ad- hey. hey, girl, hey, <laughs> hey. I have some advice. I've got some advice for you if you want to stay behind. Mm-hmm. Cook fish, stay inside the unit during all the showings, and badmouth the home when people come through. What do you do? See, I just can't be the person who cooks the fish. <laughs> I can't do it. I just the can't fish. do it. It's the fish no the for fish. me. I can't do it. Strike one. But, um, we actually, when I was younger and we moved into our family home, we had a situation like that. We, mm. Our family bought the house and the people that were living in there didn't want to move out and they did put eggs <gasps> in the ceiling vents oh, and no. put food throughout the house. Yeah, so oh. my parents spent, I don't even know how much time trying to figure out what the smell was and they finally found the spoiled food. That's the rudest. Yeah. yeah. So it does happen. Wow. Yeah. No, it definitely happens. Yeah. The, the weird thing is all the scenarios I use when we're doing our our, mm-hmm. uh, our interviews, they're all real life things. Yeah. Which yeah. is horrible. It's like yeah. revenge smells. It's yeah. not yeah, a good situation. Yeah. It was not fun. <laughs> yeah. No, not, not fun for any of us. So you've heard of this happening and you wouldn't do it because you're like, no to the fish. No would, to the fish. <laughs> would you ever do anything to like prevent that? Would you ever be like, ah, you know. I'm going to seek revenge. See, for me, it's if they went through the proper channels, I don't think I would ever have that mindset. If they were being sneaky about it, I probably would go to the landlord-tenancy branch and ask what options I have. Right. I probably, mm-hmm. again, wouldn't do the fish, wouldn't do the rotten eggs. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I would find out what my options are if I'm scrambling for a place last minute to move into. That's yeah. not fair to us either, right? Right. Okay. People got to have rights. Mm-hmm. So, Kyle, throwing it back to you. Have you had tenants that are facing a change of landlord and, you know, things are getting a little weird? Well, actually, yes. Um, When I was migrating from trading services into property management, I took a listing on a house. Um, Can't disclose where or who, but I didn't manage it at the time. And they had these tenants in there that were very, did not believe the conversation about who's going to buy the property. And, oh. and so during showings, we're talking, they're smoking cigarettes outside. They refused to leave, wouldn't clean up. Uh, we're just combative. And then we got the accepted offer, an investor that was going to keep them. Oh my goodness. Wow. And they didn't believe me. So they retaliated by not paying their rent. Wow. What? Well, that's not a good now, way. No. That could be, a, way that could be a two to three so, month process for eviction. So you told them you guys are, you guys get to stay here. You're, you don't have to move anywhere. Mm-hmm. And they said, heck no. They said, um, with certain curse words uh, that they did not believe me. Oh. <laughs> um, and I was like, well, you're not being served anything that says you have to go. And yes. they turned around and said, well, we're just not going to pay our rent because oh. um, we quote unquote have rights. Um, I can't imagine anyone talking to you like that. Uh, for anyone who's listening and can't see Kyle, he's, he's very gentle looking, you know, he's very, <laughs> yeah. he's very kind looking. Yeah. I can't imagine someone swearing at you like it, that. It, uh, I've, I've got a witness and he was like, holy cow. <laughs> wow. Like, 
he's like, I can't believe that. And we were like leaving the property. And I was like, well, if you're not going to pay your rent, here's a notice that says like, you didn't have to leave. Now you do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the good news is, is that because they stopped paying their rent, we didn't sell the house, but now I manage it. And we've got some really good tenants in there. Oh, oh wild. Full circle. It came it full did, circle. It did go yeah. full circle. I so. like that. Yeah. Um, have you ever surprised anyone by being like, oh, hey, your landlord's selling? It's all, almost always a surprise. Oh, that sucks. It sucks, yeah. but at the end of the day, we try to get, it's it's all about expectations. Right. So we try to get as much heads up, and we tell our landlords that, like, right now, with, you know, the last year, the market's been interesting. Right. So we're taking on a lot of properties that the landlords have three to five-year time horizons. Mm. Could it be in year two? Could it be in year five? We always just say, try to give us three or four months notice. Um, yeah. If we have the tenant in there where they've paid their rent consistently, on time and they've otherwise been great tenants, we will find them something else in our book. Oh, that's great. Wonderful. Yeah. That's so nice. See, these are things that you never think a property manager will do. Yeah. Because you think, okay, they're just gonna collect their paycheck every month after it's in there. I'm on my but, own. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it saves us the work. I mean, we've got a pre-vetted tenant. So right. it's, it's ah. a win-win. Yeah. Uh, and oftentimes we can even move the tenant before the place goes up for sale if the landlord gives them their compensation. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then the house is easier to sell because it's vacant. Okay. I think, I feel like it all is boiling down to communication. Expectations, communication. Yeah, right? Yeah. It's kind of weird how everything kind of comes back to that all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Almost as if it's important. Now, Eliza, you used to be a, or you are a 911 dispatcher. Uh, I'm saying used to because Eliza uh, has a beautiful little girl at home and it's very nice of her to come out and give her, uh, give us her time. We're stealing you. We are stealing her for came an for, hour here. Came yeah. for the tea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, she came for the tea. Yeah. Um, so you were, you are a 911 dispatcher and you've been on the, the receiving end of many calls, many calls between landlord tenant disputes. Yeah. Um, my husband was a cop on the road for a long time and he said, yeah, in certain areas, this is all they go to. Yeah. Right. Which isn't bad. Like if that's the only crime around and that's a majority of the calls. Okay. Yeah. But it, it should get a little tiring, I imagine. Yeah. So how many landlord tenant disputes have you heard or can you give us some insight on what that looks like? It's a huge chunk of the type of calls that we have coming in it's that people don't know their rights and then they assume that law enforcement can come and just kind of make their own decisions and do whatever they want that's not the case um there's disputes over laundry day whose turn it is to use the dryer oh great yeah there's yeah and then disputes of a landlord entering the suite without giving notice um and then there's the full out brawls they're throwing my stuff out onto the road it's just a huge spectrum and you're like that's a civil matter contact your lawyer (laughs) (laughs) and a lot of people don't realize a lot of it is civil and a lot of it they have to contact the landlord tenancy branch because we they need to go through the proper channels documentation stuff like that Mm -hmm. yeah i i imagine part of you probably feels a little bit of empathy on behalf of yeah. whoever's being offended on. Yeah. Um, and, and that sucks because, like, we don't like to hear that. We try to have nice communities. And it's kind of a place of, of wow, pl- tripping on my tongue a little bit, um, <laughs> a waste of police resources yeah. to send people to things that could be ultimately resolved without that. Yeah. Resolved and, yeah. and prevented, I feel. Yeah. Hire Kyle. No, I just... <laughs> we, we have tenants that only rent from us because we're professionally managed. Right, oh, okay. Wicked. Because they don't want that dispute or their laundry to be thrown in the street. Right, because you're kind of yeah. protecting both sides. On it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a huge chunk of it is the tenants aren't vetted. Yep. And then they oh, have yeah. someone moving in and they find out that they're someone that's... And then it's a problem. You don't want living in your basement suite. Yeah. And, right. and the tenants problem. don't vet their landlords. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's fair. Both yeah. ways. Because they're so desperate to get a place that they'll yeah. rent from anybody. Yeah. And they don't realize. Yeah. Okay. Um, Kyle, have you ever had a landlord pressure you 
to like get tenants to do certain things that they're not really expected to do? Um, yep, yeah, uh, absolutely. Everything from uh, we took over a property where lawn maintenance was in the contract. Landlord decided he didn't want to pay for it anymore. Oh. Um, and we just simply had to say, well, here's the consequences if you go through this. Uh, you're going to have to decrease their rent by the amount of the lawn care if they agree to it. If not, then you're in breach. Um, and just setting expectations like that. I've had landlords that want, right now with the interest rates being what they are, uh, we're getting landlords that want us to find ways to remove tenants so they can increase the rent. Mm. Oh. And it's the conversation boils down to, look, we can't do that. And yeah. here's the consequence if you do. Um, and just back to clear communication and and being that middle guy, because part of our sales is is protection for everybody involved. Right. You know, we can if we can save the landlord a lawsuit by doing something stupid, well, <laughs> great. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, hmm, interesting. Yeah, because integrity comes down at the end of the day. And you understand, okay, everything's getting more expensive. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're like, you, you feel for the landlord a little bit with regards to the fact that everything is increasing, mm -hmm. right? But at the same time, you can't just pass that down the line so far that it becomes unfair to people. Mm -hmm. It's unethical. So that's really good. And that's probably part of your initial conversations, right? People know not to ask you to kind of do that kind of stuff. And if they do, you, you drop the hammer. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. And then so by knowing you and by being involved with you, you're able to place tenants into better properties. And do you ever um, do you ever do any kind of compensation for them to kind of get them out the door sooner if, if needed or if they were open to that? It's it's always a conversation that can be had. Okay. And it's actually a good part of this of like if you went to list a house that I had a tenant in. Um, we can sit them down and, and the conversation is, look, this is happening. Right. It's not, you, you can't stop this process uh, because it's not, my, it's not my choice. It's not your choice. Mm -hmm. And usually it's not even the landlord's choice. They have, it's, it's a business, right? It's not if, it's when. It's, oh, okay. and it's a, it, exactly. So it's, it's, look, I can, uh, I'll, I'll talk to the landlord. I have this other unit we can move you to and we'll get you, you know, if you want to skip the whole process of having people come into your suite, mm -hmm. uh, we can find you something else. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, uh, there's going to be two buyers. Uh, one is going to be an investor who'll keep you as a tenant if you make a good impression. The other is going to be the person who doesn't care who you are. Right. And we'll see a bad tenant as the opportunity to actually get a lower price on the property. Mm. So you'll end up with a predatory landlord. Right. Uh, there yeah. are so many things that we don't have to think about, but we should. And which is why there is definitely space for property managers a lot of people think yeah I'm going to do it myself but they don't think about well what happens at the end what happens if I have to sell what happens if something happens um and it's just the 3 nice. a.m phone calls yes the 3 a.m phone calls the I know toilet I know exploded yes yeah, so oh, I know you yeah. get a lot of that it's always at 3 a.m <laughs> it's always plumbing related yeah. <laughs> or somebody's hamster escaped oh oh just had that no 5 a.m oh. no there's a rodent in my closet you need to come have a look and I was like where's your hamster She's like, oh, it's not in its crate. And like, okay. Yeah. Well, we found the rodent. Yeah. <laughs> Did you find Hammy? Yeah. <laughs> Be careful. Turn yeah. the lights on. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Eliza, have you ever, what, what, your last sale process, were you asked to leave sooner than you should have been? asked like did they give you the full 60 days when that house was sold like can you imagine what it would be like to be told hey you only got two weeks to get out did that happen to you at any time no they they gave us the full amount of time it was all done above. it was done properly oh, I love yeah that. I love yeah that i had so a much. really good experience considering what it was that's excellent yeah. so what if uh you were told to get out sooner than you had to would you just stay would you contact the landlord tending like what would you do i think i would contact 
landlord tenancy branch, I would just feel so awkward staying in the house, like knowing that it, showings are happening and that they need to move on. And they want you there. out. <laughs> yeah, I'm not wanted. <laughs> so not I think, wanted. I'm just, yeah, 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 I think I would just, yeah, I'd contact landlord tenancy branch to start looking for somewhere else to rent right away. Yeah. Okay, because yeah. Sheila, you have a family member that was asked to... Yeah, and for this person, it was in Alberta, so they've got some different rental rules there, but essentially it boiled down to him and his roommate got a call saying, we need you out in two weeks because uh, oh. we're going to move back in to the basement because the owners lived upstairs. And he's like, there's no way I'm going to be able to find a place like that, and, and you, you can't do that. And they found out it was to get another tenant in. That's oh. why the time crunch, because the seller, the owners upstairs had already agreed to a date for a new tenant before telling it's these It's kind guys. of gutsy. Yeah. Wow. Really gutsy. So I was incredibly irate on his behalf. Uh, nothing I can do from here, but it's just that kind of type of thing is... It happens. It happens. Yeah. What did he do? He's moved in with a friend right now temporarily. He still does not have a new place. And, that was and he got ago. out? Yeah, he left. Because at that point, they were threatening to withhold deposits and make everything kind of a really bad, bad process for them. And they just decided to wash their hands of it and get out. It's just easier to leave sometimes. Yeah. yeah. That sucks. Yeah. That all being said, if you're a tenant watching this, the RTB information officers are excellent resources. Oh, good Ooh. to know. Absolutely fantastic. Okay. See, this is why this is why Kyle is here. <laughs> Kyle, you're awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I when I moved into the house I was purchasing, there was a tenant in the basement, and I I go back over in my head. I don't think I don't think we gave proper notice. I think that I don't even think we gave any notice. I think it was that you said we're moving in tomorrow. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, we we didn't move in for it was sixty days. I don't remember giving notice. I, I don't even think we did, but we were told that they were already leaving. But oh. I didn't have any documentation. The lady was a hoarder. I was nervous. When we went downstairs to view this property, I didn't even know where the staircase was. I didn't know where anything, like there was no smoke detectors. Like it was, it was just like a big fire risk waiting to happen. When she moved out, actually the walls were uh, in better condition than the upstairs because all of her stuff protected it. And the guy who owned the house, um, he was trying to rent rooms at that time. He ran into some, you know, self-induced financial difficulty. Um, so it was kind of a situation where it could have gone very sideways, but we were very fortunate that that person, you know, said they were going to move and they did so we got really lucky I think but going back in my head now I sit there and I'm like man they didn't really have to go <laughs> so I got I did I dodged a, a major bullet there um Kyle do you do you get a lot of bad landlords or is it really it's mostly good landlords and you just run into a few that make the good tea spilling stories or oh yeah most most are good okay. uh most that I deal with anyways um I I I, I do help consult for the odd tenant uh that being said the most are good but some people some landlords sorry i'm tripping over myself here trying no, to verbalize you're this you're good um the people that shouldn't be landlords oftentimes are two types of people people that are jerks and people that are too nice oh because you because which one's which yeah <laughs> because if you're too nice right uh you don't set those those expectations right. and when boundaries are pushed, you don't push back. Mm -hmm. right. right at the end of the day, it's like they have to be rigid within reason. Yeah. Um, and once you let that slip, it it can become 
you kind of set a precedent for well, oh well you don't really have well, to give do an that. inch and then and then tenant leaves and you got a five hundred dollar drunk removal bill or oh. damage or excess wear and tear yeah. or you know it's the start of a of a cycle that ends up with eviction yeah I never got a damage deposit from them they were so nice I didn't mean I've it. seen that oh no yep <laughs> that oh that's wild yep okay yeah. that's good to know man the things that you learn um, <laughs> that's that's really good uh, okay so. Have you, Kyle? Have you ever represented a tenant in the resident, like in a residential tenancy dispute? Like, has it ever gone that far that you had to re- represent a tenant and help them out? I have never attended an RTB hearing on behalf of a tenant. Okay. Because if I'm not party to it, like if mm-hmm. I'm not the one serving the documentation and I'm not directly innately involved here, um, I don't have enough information to make uh, to go before an arbitrator and and plead a case. Um, right. What I have done is I've consulted for tenants, and I'm, I'm helping two out right now, mm-hmm. um, who have landlords that are, one guy bought a house, and the, the ten, it was never for sale, the landlord died, uh, somebody bought the house off the estate, sent a registered letter with a mutually unsigned mutual agreement to end tenancy to the tenants that says you have two months to get out, it's not a very mutual mutual agreement to end tenancy, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's I not signed. I feel like you're missing the mutual part of that. Um, <laughs> yeah. But because Together. they sent it on threatening legal letterhead... Um, so we had to respond with a very nicely typed letter that said, this is incorrect. We know the rights. Here's the sections of the residential tenancy act that you have to follow. Here's the compensation if you don't. Um, and hopefully by the next episode, I'll have an update for you on that. But, uh, (laughs) safe to say these tenants aren't going anywhere till they want to. Right. Um, because now this has been attempted. So even if they are served something, they, the, um, the landlord has compromised their ability to evict for any other reason in the future because it's going to cast doubt on their integrity. You done okay. messed up. Yeah. Okay, I love it. So by the time that this episode airs, because we do shoot them in advance, um, what we'll do is if we do have a follow-up to that story, we can post it underneath anywhere that we've... Perfect. In the comment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that so that if anyone wants to know, like, what happened, you know, you're going to be able to... to f- Put, put everyone's mind at ease. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so just wrapping up today, guys, always brush up on the Residential Tenancy Act. Okay, if you're a landlord or you're a tenant, know your rights. Hire a property manager if you want a stress-free or mostly stress-free, fr- well, free. <laughs> <laughs> uh, today is something. Uh, if you want a, a stress-free experience. Um, the, the fee that they charge, it's not a lot and it is completely worth it because if you don't have it, the repercussions could be so much more. You know, it's just like saying plumbers aren't expensive, water leaks are expensive. It's mm-hmm. like that for a property manager. Be kind to one another. If you're a tenant, understand that you are in somebody else's home. Landlords, you have people living in your spaces. This is a place that they have tried to make home and that should not be taken lightly. We have realtors have ensured that we treat our tenants like gold whenever we're listing a property with tenants inside mm-hmm. to the point where a lot of them use us as realtors afterwards when it is time for them or their family members to purchase because we, yeah. we do really want to respect those relationships. We want to make sure that they know that we, we get that it's not a kind process necessarily to, to sell a home while people are inside. Yeah. So that's all the tea spilling today, folks. We hope you learned something and we look forward to next time. Eliza, Kyle, thank you so much. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Spilling the Tea, a real estate podcast with Christy Macero and Sheila Maycheck.